You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. This is Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from the beautiful metropolis of Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much for listening. Super stoked to have you. This is episode 185, and in just a moment, I'm going to be diving into the topic of music and whether or not Christians should listen to secular music. Great question. Uh, I was actually emailed this question by a regular listener not too long ago, and then even more than that, I've been asked this question Oh gosh, dozens and dozens, maybe even hundreds of times in my youth ministry experience uh, over the last decade. Uh, actually, now that I think about it, it's probably almost definitely in the into the hundreds of times that I've been asked about this question. I think it's a, a really valuable question to ask, and, and so I'm excited to answer this here. I think whenever we approach topics like this, I think we first need to sort of address the flaw between the the division of secular and sacred. Lots of people, I think, look at certain things as secular and certain things as sacred. They say, this over here is the, the spiritual thing and this over here is the non-spiritual thing. And, and by definition, the word secular just means that something is not religious or something is not spiritual. But if, we, if you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit is with you. Therefore, everything you do is spiritual. And everything you do has the potential to honor God or not honor God. And so I, I think we ought to take a slightly different approach. You know, the Apostle Paul says in Colossians that... That everything you do, do it as unto the Lord. Work not as working unto man, but work as is working unto the Lord. And I think, I think rather than saying, well, this is the time I'm doing something spiritual, and this is the time I'm doing something secular, we ought to just say, everything I do is spiritual, and everything I do ought to honor God. I think that's a, I think that's a better, I think it's a better way of approaching it because whenever we're doing something that is quote unquote secular, I think we have the tendency to forget about God and we may miss opportunities to maybe honor God or proclaim God in that moment. I think I think we miss out on certain opportunities. In addition to that, when we embrace this secular sacred divide, I think it leads us to potentially embracing things that we should not embrace and abstaining from things that we actually should be embracing, right? If we say that, okay, this is Christian and this is secular, well, there are some things that are labeled Christian that I don't think Christians should do. And I think there are some things that are labeled secular that Christians should do. So if we do this divide of Christian and secular, we have the potential of of being a detriment to ourselves because we are embracing the wrong thing or we're not embracing the right thing. I think the secular sacred divide mentality has some potential harmful effects on the life of the Christian. Um, uh, a few years ago, uh, there's a hip-hop artist by the name of Lecrae, uh, who a few years ago did a great sermon talk at, uh, at Liberty University. He did a fantastic job of really talking about the, the, the secular and sacred divide that many Christians have and how that is, uh, how really is detrimental. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes. You could probably just find it on YouTube, but to make it easy for you, I'll put it in the show notes. So you can head over to our website, theologyfortherestofus.com, look at the show notes for episode 185. I'll have the YouTube link for Lecrae's talk on secular versus sacred. Click on that, watch that, check it out. I think that'll be very, very helpful for you. Um, so with all that stated, with this idea of kind of the, the flaw between the secular sacred divide and how I think we should always take a, a spiritual perspective into, into everything we do, I think um, I want to clearly answer the question, should Christians listen to secular music, quote unquote, right? Um, and, I, and I think I want to I adjust the question first. Rather than saying, 
should Christians listen to secular music? I think the question should be, how should Christians approach music in their life? Now, I think all of us must concede that music is powerful. Music has a way of influencing our souls and our minds and our mood and our emotions in a way that no other medium has the ability to influence us. No matter what other media you engage with, music is, is typically the most powerful in terms of its ability to impact your mood and impact how your mind drifts toward things. Let me just clarify that for a moment or unpack that. All of us have the tendency to have our minds drift toward things, right? Just think about when you're driving and you're at a red light. What does your mind kind of wander toward? What are your thoughts drifting towards? Uh, all of us have monotonous tasks in our life, whether that's at home or at work or wherever. We, we have these moments where we're kind of doing mindless things and our mind has the ability to sort of drift towards certain thoughts. Well, in those moments, be honest, ask yourself, does my mind drift toward Christ? Does my mind drift toward the things of God? Or does my mind drift to my to-do list for that day? Or does my mind drift to the conversation I'm about to have that I'm a little bit nervous about having? Or does my mind drift toward things this week I wish I could do differently? Or does my mind drift toward someone who's been annoying me or frustrating me? Or does my mind drift toward things, sinful things I want to do? Like, does my mind drift toward selfish propensities? Or does my mind drift toward Christ? I, I, be honest with yourself. If the answer is my mind does not drift toward Christ, but it drifts toward my to-do list or some of the other practical things in my life rather than drifting toward Christ, then I think there needs to be adjustments made in your life. And music has the ability to influence your mind's drifting in a way that nothing else has the ability to do. I mean this wholeheartedly. Now, listen, I'm just as guilty of it. If I'm honest with you, when I'm sitting at the red light, most of the time I'm thinking about the to-do list, right? The thing I've got to do. But I find myself, when I'm able to diagnose that in my life, when there are moments when I go, man, Lord, I've not been, I've not been thinking about you as often as I, I would like to. My mind is not drifting towards you, Lord, the way I wish it was. I find that if I adjust my music, it changes dramatically um, within a matter of literally just a few hours or a few days. I find my mind begin to drift toward Christ again. Now, anyone who knows me on a personal level, lots of people who listen to this podcast that know me very well, some of my friends, my girlfriends, some family members of mine, lots of people who know me well know that I have a, what might be called a relatively liberal perspective on my media, right? I, I read books that some Christians probably wouldn't read. I, I watch movies and some TV shows that some Christians would say Christians shouldn't watch. Uh, I probably listen to lots of music that lots of Christians would say is secular and not appropriate. Um, and I, so I'm just as guilty of it. I'm not, I'm not here telling you that you're wrong. But what I'm telling you is that I've discovered that there are moments in my life that when I'm listening to too much, quote unquote, secular music, right? Music that doesn't directly honor God or doesn't directly push me toward Christ. I find my mind doesn't drift toward God. But I find when I make an adjustment, it changes. So I literally just did this this weekend. Over the course of the last week, I found myself just kind of my mind drifting in, in ways that in different places. And so I, I made a, I made some adjustments. I made some shifts. I kind of put together, I, I got a worship song um, from, from the Village Church in Texas and I got some Hillsong music and I just put it on a mini playlist and I was listening to that and I literally found my mood completely changed. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong to listen to music that's not directly worshipful. That's not what I'm saying. I, I love Taylor Swift. I listen to Justin Bieber on a regular basis. I listen to all kinds of stuff. One of my favorite bands is Imagine Dragons. Like I listen to a lot of quote-unquote secular music. But what I find is that 
that music has the ability to influence my mood and my mind in one way and music that is more worshipful or more directly promoting Christ has the ability to influence my my mind in another way. So here's what I would encourage everyone to do. And I do this sort of in spurts. There are, there are moments where I'll be listening to T-Swift nonstop, and then I find myself thinking a lot about relationships and people breaking up, right? Um, and so, right, because that's because that's what she sings about. So you know what I find? You know what? My mind is drifting toward this. I need to adjust that. Let me give you a, a funny example. Recently, I discovered this song called My House by Flo Rida. Uh, not Flo Rider, Flo Rida. Uh, now, any of you who are familiar with the song, you're going to be thinking to yourself, Kenny, that song is not new. You just discovered it. Yes, I'm typically very behind on music. I'm not very cool. Okay, sorry. <laughs> now you know that. Um, but I discovered this song called My House, and I was listening to it one day in the car. My girlfriend was with me, and I'm jamming into it really loud, and we're laughing, and she's just like, she says, uh, this song seems to make you so happy. You're just being so silly. And I know, because I just, I love the beat. Like, the beat of this song was so fun. It was the most fun I'd had listening to a song in, in really quite some time. Um, and then I started listening to the lyrics. I listened to the song a couple different times on repeat, a bunch of times actually, and listening to the lyrics and start realizing he's he's basically singing to a girl and he's he's inviting her over, inviting her over to his house, saying, "This is my house. We don't have to go out. We can stay in." Okay, that's that's sort of that's not that big a deal, right? And then I'm like, then he's talking about her sleeping over. I'm like, well, you know, maybe. Maybe, you know, I was being silly when I was talking about this. I'm just like, well, maybe he's just having a sleepover, right? And then he's talking about being in bed with her all night and waking up in the morning. And and basically, and then I kind of made a joke um, to my girlfriend. I was like, well, maybe maybe they're married. And, and then <laughs> she's like looking at me like I'm being silly because I was being silly. Um, obviously, this guy is singing to this, singing about a girl coming over his house, not his wife, and saying, hey, this is my house. We don't have to go out. We can stay here and have sex all night. That's in essence what the song is about. A few days later, I was in a car by myself listening to the song again, uh, loud and just jamming out. And then I just had this thought, does this song really help me think about God better? Does this song really promote the ideals of the gospel? Does this song really promote God's ideal design uh, for relationships and sex and marriage? And then I had this thought, if Jesus was in the car with me right now, would he be rocking out to this song with me? Or would he say something else? And that led me to just have this, this conversation with the Lord in that moment. And I just, I just felt the Holy Spirit speaking to me. It wasn't a condemning voice. It was just the Lord whispering to my heart. And I felt the Holy Spirit ask me, like, does this song really help you think about Jesus better? And I just said, the Lord, probably not. So you know what? I turned it off, and I haven't listened to that song since. Because I just realized it probably doesn't help me think about the Lord. Am I saying that I'm never going to listen to a flow rider song ever again? No, I, I might eventually at some point. I don't know. I'm just saying that I know it in this season of my life, in this particular moment, it wasn't helpful to me. And guys, this literally just happened to me. This is in the last two weeks, I, just having this conversation with the Lord. And so if you're anything like me and you find yourself struggling to think about the Lord and you find your mind not drifting toward God, I would encourage you to make a serious shift in the music you're listening to. Not forever. Right? And I'm not saying you only listen to worship music. I'm just saying maybe you make an adjustment, right? Um, and it doesn't have to be quote-unquote worship music either. I think you could be worshipful with other styles of music. I think Lecrae is a great option who I mentioned earlier. And there are lots of others out there that I, that I listen to that I, that I thoroughly enjoy. Uh, others, you know, other artists that are, are Christians that love God and that use their music to promote the gospel and the things of God. Like I would encourage you, maybe make some adjustment. If you've only been listening to music that is not directly Christ-centered, uh, you know, quote-unquote secular music, 
Just give it a try. Like, it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to harm you, right? If you listen to 10 songs every week, maybe maybe you make seven of them songs that are more directly worshipful and maybe three of them are are Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift and the other. Right? I don't know. Um, and what, what simply what happened is this. The more you engage with those sorts of music, with music that is more directly Christ-centered, um, the more you'll find your mood is different. Your mood is more worshipful. You'll be in a better mood. You'll you'll be more likely to be to walk in the spirit. Um, just I mean, it happens to me on a regular basis when I'm when I'm being sinful, when I'm just being selfish, when I'm being angry, which happens to me regularly because I'm because I'm such a sinful person. The, the thing that changes my mood and sets my mind on Christ is is listening to music that directly sings about Christ. Listen, I, I like Taylor Swift. I like Justin Bieber. Um, I, I like me some some JTE. Like I'm a fan, but but those, that music doesn't help re- readjust my mind. And and there are there are moments where where I need my mind to be readjusted. Listen, I'm not saying it's wrong to listen to those or that you, that you never listen to them ever again, right? I mean, I, I'm a fan of, of Imagine Dragons and Michael Jackson, and they're, 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 the list goes on of you know bands that clearly don't promote the gospel in their music. I'm not saying you should never listen to them ever again. I'm just simply saying you need to be strategic and intentional in using music as a way to help propel you in your intimacy with the Lord. You know, there's lots of bands out there producing music that are not necessarily harmful to your Christian walk, but they may not necessarily be helpful either. I've talked about this quite a bit in in previous podcast episodes when I talked about tattoos, when I talked about whether or not we should eat pork, when I talked about masturbation. Like I've talked about this multiple times in previous episodes. There and Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, like all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. And I think that is the approach we ought to take whenever we are approaching things like music or really any form of media for that matter. Is it sinful to listen to Justin Biebs? No. But is it necessarily helpful? No, it's not helpful either. And so my encouragement would be is maybe maybe you scale that back a little bit and introduce some other music, right? Um, maybe in, in seasons where you find your mind not drifting toward Christ, maybe you introduce some, some new stuff. And that's pretty much what I do. In fact, there are two things that I typically do when I find my heart not gravitating toward the things of God. I end up fasting food and I stop listening to music that other than music that is directly that is directly singing about and directly promoting the gospel and Christ. Like that's what I do. And I find myself for you know for a few for a few weeks my man my mind's not been focused on Christ or I'm struggling to really, you know, walk in the spirit. So I say, "Lord, just for a week or for a few days, I'm, just, I'm not going to eat any food, and I'm only going to listen to worship music in my car whenever I drive or wherever I do things. And that that has the ability to sort of to kind of kick me back in gear, to kind of get my mind focused back on Christ. Listen, I stray very far. I am very prone to wander. My heart is prone to wander toward selfish things and self and selfish, uh, sinful inclinations. Like that is that is my natural propensity. And if you're anything like me, you're probably similar, right? All of us drift away from God and we drift towards sinful things. And in order to keep us from drifting, we have to purposely and intentionally and strategically kick ourselves in the butt sometimes, right? And one of the best ways to do that really is with our music choices. Music really has the power to sort of change the way we think and to influence our moods. If you're someone that listens to a lot of podcasts or listen to a lot of talk radio and you find yourself not drifting toward Christ, 
Turn off the podcast for a few days or a few weeks and listen to some music that will set your mind on Christ. If you find yourself uh, always having a, a, you know, being in a bad mood and having a hard time being gentle and kind with people, that is something I struggle with on a regular basis. You know what? Throw on some worshipful music, some music that directly talks about Christ, that promotes the gospel, and I promise you it will change your mood and it will make it a little bit easier for you to walk in the Spirit, to be more gentle, to be more kind with people. Music has profound influence over our minds and our souls and our emotion. If you want to propel yourself to be more intimate with the Lord, if you want to force yourself to drift toward God more frequently, then I would highly encourage you to introduce music that will help you do that. You know, in the book of Colossians, the Apostle Paul encourages us to set our minds on heavenly things, on things above. Purposely do that. That's not going to happen by accident. You have to make an intentional choice. And one of the most powerful and one of the most influential ways you can set your mind on things above is to purposely choose to listen to music that promotes the gospel and will directly push you toward Christ and to scale back on the music you listen to that doesn't. Listen, I'm just as much of a hypocrite as you are in this area of my life. I love listening to all kinds of other music. I do. But I've recognized that if I really want to love God well, I really want to promote the gospel well, if I really want to walk in step with the Spirit, if I really want to promote the things of God and I want my mind to be set on the things of God, I need to turn off Justin Timberlake or turn off Justin Bieber and I need to go turn on some music that will be more worshipful and will push me toward Christ. The question is not, should Christians listen to secular music? That's the wrong question. The right question is, how can I strategically and intentionally utilize music to help cultivate my intimacy with the Lord and push me toward God? That's the right question that we ought to be asking ourselves every single day. And may we have the courage to actually make the changes that need to be made. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope this has been helpful and insightful. I also hope this has been challenging to some extent. If you have a question or a topic that you want me to address on a future episode of the podcast, shoot me an email. I promise I will respond to every email that comes my way. The email address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.